Oh, yeah, baby. College football week one. Let's fucking go. What's happening, Brad? What's happening, people? What is happening, people? It's August 29th. It's Thursday. College football really starts tonight and all weekend long. Let's get into it. Backdoor cover. What's happening, Brad? What is happening? What is going on? Happy Thursday. Happy college football season to you, sir. Thank you. I just want to shout out everybody who's following us, everybody who's been with us for years, everybody who's with us now, uh, who's told a friend to join us here for football season. Do us one favor. I'll get to all the announcements later. But right now, I want you to do to do this for me. If you've got a friend who's looking for a college football podcast, for a football podcast in general, tell them about Backdoor Cover. Just tell one. That would mean the world to us. Send it. It's easy. Share this episode with a friend. Let's get into it. 16 games tonight, Thursday, August 29th. Holy shit. That's a lot of football games uh, in college football starting tonight. Interestingly, there's also 16 preseason games tonight because every team has to play tonight. It is a loaded schedule. Nobody gives a shit. We'll get to my frustration with this later. I don't understand why these games aren't all on Sunday. Why if there's why there shouldn't be 16 college football games on Sunday instead because of Thursday? Because there's no NFL to compete with. Yeah, it, it just makes more sense. And they are actually competing with NFL preseason on Thursday. That's what I'm saying. It just seems dumb. Yeah, there should be more content on Sunday. I agree. I agree. But that's okay. 16 games tonight. Uh, let's get into just a couple of them. We'll start with number one Clemson. Why wouldn't we start there defending champions? Your Clemson Tigers. Uh, they bring back a ton of talent. And uh, Sunshine, of course, at the quarterback position. The best flow in college football. 37-point favorites uh, at home against Georgia Tech. They start with an ACC game at home. This game on the ACC network, which you may or may not get. You probably don't. Uh, they've had a hard time reaching a lot of cable systems. Isn't it new? This brand new? Yeah, just launched. This is the first game on the network. Uh, Georgia Tech is launching something new, too. They have a new coach, uh, Jeff Collins. Uh-huh. He's an Atlanta native and uh, formerly on the Georgia Tech staff. He's been at Temple for the last two seasons where he went 15-10 and 10, but took them to a uh, bowl game in both of his years there. Pretty good in Temple. Yeah, he's the, the best. 15 years, uh, fifteen wins in, are the most ever by a Temple coach in the first two years. So for whatever that's worth. Uh, it's exciting, I guess. Yeah, it's nice. It's okay. So this would be a very hard season opener for a new coach, wouldn't you agree? Like, could you imagine opening up against somebody more difficult? I don't think so. I mean, the number one team in the country, returning national champion, uh, sounds pretty, uh, pretty uh, painful, really. Yeah, your only hope here is that Clemson kind of goes. Uh, you think they treat treat it like a preseason game and pull their stars in the at the halftime? Well, that's one hope, I guess. Yeah. I, I think the uh, the better hope, if you're hoping to actually compete in this game mm-hmm. or keep it close for any length of time, is that Clemson comes out and celebrates their national championship. They raise the banner. They yeah. do something like that. And they make the game, and you hope that Clemson is overlooking Georgia Tech in some some manner. Like uh, they, they certainly aren't going to be taking mo- that seriously. I feel like most NBA teams lose their banner night game because yeah. they're mostly focused on raising the banner and giving speeches and doing that shit. I don't know how much they're going to be doing here at Clemson. They've already gotten the rings. They've already done that. But uh, I w- that's your only hope. Do they do some sort of celebration at the start of the season? 
Like I mean, a, if like my a, team won the national championship, I would hope to right? fucking God they'd I've, be blasting off fireworks and I've never thought about this before, though, because like in the NBA and stuff, like when they return, they do like little ceremonies and stuff to start the game. I know like that they already the these guys have already gotten their rings. Yeah, Famously, Kelly Bryant. I mean, half the fucking guys are one. gone. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I would just, I would assume the crowd's going to be hyped, and maybe they're they're looking past Georgia Tech. That's your only hope here. Yeah, thirty-seven's a lot. Thirty-seven's a lot. That but, is so much, especially. When you consider that it's really not going to be tough for them to get up early, and I wouldn't be surprised if they sat their guys and started getting some of the younger guys some some experience. So it seems like a humongous spread to take into consideration. Then on top of that, like it's early in the season. There's no reason to play your starters all the way through. 37 is a lot, boy. Yeah. So that's your number one team. We'll get to some of the other games. Before we do, just a couple programming announcements before we get to the A&M Texas State game. Okay. Uh, backdoor cover. We will be returning tomorrow morning at Friday morning with Titan High. We'll be talking baseball. We'll be taking hotline calls. We'll be talking hard knocks. All the stuff Mitch's with Elgar's. Can't miss. Mitch's can't miss with Elgar's, Peter the Irish guy, and picks for the weekend with Mitch can't miss. So Yeah, I think it'd be college uh, football focused this time. That's right. Uh, we hope. We, we haven't talked to It's Mitch. hard to identify where Mitch finds value. He just finds the value. But He's Mitch not will get you paid. That I know. So I would imagine college football is going to be on his mind. Check back on backdoor cover tomorrow. Uh, check out Mind of Micah, where Brad and I talked about White Claw yesterday. I mean, come on. Hot Boy Summer, White Claw Summer. It rolls on. White Claw, the official drink of the summer and perhaps the rest of your life. It was the summer of White Claw. No doubt. So that's Mind of Micah. Check that out. Plus, we have Dr. Talk coming there. If you're in Austin or going to be in Austin this weekend, check out all the best things to do this weekend, this um, Labor Day weekend with the 365 Things Austin podcast. Check out The Butter Cut, America's number one or number six golf podcast, I should say. That's our official title. That's right. Uh, where they discuss Rory McIlroy's $15 million win at the Tour Championship. If you don't want to listen to that, I don't know what's wrong with you. And of course, check out patreon.com slash backdoor. The best way to support your friends over at Backdoor Cover Podcast, that being Brad and I, uh, for $3 a month, you can support us. For $5 a month, you get a full episode every Sunday morning. Bonus episode. It's a bonus episode that will only be available, available for patrons. Football games. Recapping the Saturday games and looking forward to the Sunday NFL slate. Nobody else is doing Sunday morning content except for us. And the best thing is the first month of the football season, September, the first month of the pro football season, uh, has five Sundays, so you will be getting five bonus episodes. That's a dollar a bonus episode. If you can't do that, if you don't like this show enough to support us for one dollar an episode, uh, that's, that's you'd be greatly helping us out, and we would really, really appreciate. We would it. really appreciate it, man. Brad and I both have wines to pay for. Help us out just a little bit. Ralph eats a lot of dog bones. Plus, if you join the ten dollar tier, you get the return of Power Plant Picks, which is lit, and you get Mitch's can't miss picks exclusive to $10 tout subscribers. I have a suggestion for you. Yeah. We need to have power plant picks go up head-to-head -head against Mitch's Can't Miss. We need to make some content out of that. We'll see. That'll work. You'll get your ass whipped. Hey, one other thing that you get, no matter what level you join us here, uh, you back us, you get a shout-out. And so let's shout a few folks out here, Brad. Some of our new, our newest oh, well, uh, One patrons. last note, if you go to patreon.com slash backdoor, okay. uh, you can see all the levels that you can join. You see all the perks, all the fun stuff out there. It's worth reading. It's good content just alone. There so you go. I go think you'll enjoy out. that. And uh, you will not be charged until September 1st because uh, September 1st, we will become a monthly billing situation. So 
Uh, go ahead and join now. You won't pay anything until September 1, and then you'll be charged the first day of each month. Uh, shouts to James Hunter, Nicholas Oelke, Aaron Jackson, nice Jake Baker, who are all true kings. And I'd like to give a special shout-out to Amanda Cantu, who is our first backdoor baddie. Yeah, you haven't talked about that yet. With the uh, subscription, you get the opportunity, you get the freedom to call yourself a backdoor bad boy, or what's the other one, Mike? A backdoor boy, or, or a backdoor baddie, if you're a lady. Oh, it's not a bad boy? Maybe we should change to that. that I sounds... like that. I mean, either way is good. If you don't want to be a bad boy, then sorry to hear about it. Hey, but uh, also, big shouts to our first ever Patreon subscriber, Isaac Rome, who uh, joined us August 5th. Big shouts to that guy. King. And big shouts to the rest of the crew who's come on board. Uh, there's some more that we'll get to down the road. So you will get a shout out and uh, really appreciate it. That's, that's the end. That's it. Wait, for... wait. One last programming. Go ahead. 365 Things covers the UT tailgating scene and some of like, the really cool stuff going on around college football. Also, if you guys are at tailgates, if you're at games, if you're doing stuff, send us pictures. We're going to be posting all sorts of tailgate shit all over the internet for the next however many months. So let's go. It's football. At Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. If you're not following, you're missing a hell of a lot of White Claw memes and you'll miss some football stuff. All right, let's get to the next Thursday night game. Texas A&M hosts Texas State tonight. If you follow us at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram, you know that Alexis Texas, a former Texas State Bobcat, has uh, sent her best to her boys. Uh, but let me say this. The Cats are in big trouble. They're 33.5-point dogs at Kyle Field. Uh, the Aggies have an outrageous schedule this season. They won't have too much trouble tonight, I wouldn't think. Although Texas State did play well last year, if I remember correctly. I think they had a pretty decent... Um... Texas State was terrible last year. Is that right? And uh, they did not play the Aggies, so you're you're wrong about that. Oh, that's good. Uh, in fact, they were so bad they had a new coach. But that's not really important. I'm glad that I don't know that off the top of my head. I'd feel bad about myself if I'd been following Texas State that closely. The Aggies should have a huge crowd tonight. Jimbo Fisher in his second year there. Uh, The Aggies' schedule this year, they go to Clemson next week. And then they get Alabama at home. But they go uh, to Georgia and to LSU the last two games of the season. So look for the Aggies to be ranked very high all season long and then get their ass kicked the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's my uh, official prediction. I'd like to see them beat Georgia, uh, but that, that could be unlikely. And then at LSU, November thirtieth is uh, that'll probably be the day after Thanksgiving. That is that's uh, going to be a a tough place to play. Holy shit! Texas State was so bad last year. Yeah, <laughs> I nailed that one. Texas State is uh, very experienced, perhaps the most experienced team in the country. So they do have that going for them. They're experienced in getting their. They ass may whipped. bounce back, but they're going to get their ass kicked. Uh, tonight against the Aggies. Uh, I think that's. I think the Aggies probably run up the score here too. So probably the best game of the night though is number 14 Utah versus BYU at, I think it's at BYU, uh, unless it's a, a neutral field game. But I The don't Holy War is. is what they call this one. That's right. Love a good Holy War. You do? Yeah. That shit's interesting. Yeah. Uh, a lot of hate. BYU is a six and a half point underdog at home. Uh, Utah seems to be everybody's sleeper pick. Yeah, I wanted year. to talk with you about this because yeah. we kind of talked about it in text a little bit, and then we talked on the, the last pod about Corso picking them to go to the uh, national championship. What is it about them? What are they returning? What have you seen that makes them such a popular pick for this spot? They have a great defensive line, perhaps okay. the best in the entire country. Uh, they had a great rush defense last year, 
and they bring back the defense, almost everybody on their defensive line with seven starters back on defense. Last year they had the toughest schedule in the Pac-12 uh, in the Pac-12 with five road games, and uh, they had the top four teams out of the North, so they're they're in the Pac-12 South. Right. This year they have five home games, and they avoid Oregon and Stanford, so the so schedule sets up schedule. for them too. Yeah. And the Pac-12 has kind of been shitty for the last couple of years too, right? They also lost their quarterback and the running back five games into the with five games to go, and still made it to the Pac-12 title game. Both of those guys are now back healthy and uh, along with their replacements. So they're deeper, their schedule's a lot better, although the Pac-12 does look to be better overall than was last year, so they might be in a scenario where they could lose a game and still make the playoff, huh? Uh, which wasn't the case last year. They only have two true road games against teams that were in bowl games last year. So it's a, it's a heavy... This is a team that played for the Pac-12 championship last year, and the schedule sets up quite nice. And they were injured... There's a lot of things going in their favor, and they've got just about everybody back, plus some extra uh, depth with those backups getting some play time last year. Granted, they did have five losses last year, but they, that's why they are a, everybody's sleeper pick, everybody's surprise team uh, to make a deep run. Uh, I don't know much about BYU other than this. This rivalry is generally pretty wacky and tough. Mormons and soaking. Yes, lots of soaking. Uh, we, we do love that. That's an old-school uh, backdoor cover reference. I would think Utah is going to win this game big. But, I, you know, who knows? So you like them to cover the six and a half? Six and a half seems very reasonable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they're at least a touchdown better than BYU. Um, but BYU has generally come out and played very well early in seasons. They, you know, beat Texas a couple years ago. They always have, like, a, a really dynamic quarterback that can run the ball and screw you up. It's hard to defend against that. Like you said, though, that I mean, we don't, I'm not saying that they have that this year. They, what was the guy that's placed for uh, the Saints now that runs a Wildcat stuff? I think he came out of BYU and was really good, and that's the reason why yeah, they were beating Texas and those guys last that's a couple correct. years back. Uh, but, yeah, should be very interesting. I like Utah as well. Utah returns their quarterback, Wilson, from last year. He had a minor soldier, 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 shoulder. shoulder surgery, but he's back. He's the clear-cut starter, and he should be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Is that right? So that's kind of what you're hoping on. Uh, so BYU, super stacked defense and a, like a very talented, experienced quarterback. That's a pretty good format. BYU's lost eight straight Holy Wars. But Ooh. only one of those eight was by more than eight points. Okay. Last so these year, are always competitive. Last year, uh, BYU led 27-7 to with just a minute left in the third quarter, but allowed 28 unanswered points and lost the game. That's called choking. But these games have been close. So I guess that's why your line is, is so close. BYU is still an independent, which is always surprising to me. But yeah. You know what isn't a surprise? Tell me. How much we love our Lisa Mattress. And, oh, and the boy. reason I talk about Lisa Mattress right now is because Utah is everybody's sleeper. Oh. So they are the official sleeper of backdoor cover presented by Lisa Mattress. Also the official mattress for soaking. BYU. I hope Lisa doesn't listen to this read. There's nothing wrong with that. It's natural. Anyway, uh, Lisa... Lisa, the best damn mattress you can buy. If you're looking for a mattress, go look no further than lisa.com slash BDC or use promo code BDC when you check out. If you go to uh, lisa.com slash BDC, your discount will be automatically applied. And now is a great time to go because they are running a Labor Day sale. You can save 15% off, plus you get two free pillows. This is the best sale they run all year long. True. 
It's a great deal. It's this among is the, the best, best ones I've heard of doing too, because they were doing one pellet back in the day. These pellets are super nice, man. They are cooling. They got good material. We've been doing the reads all for years. They've never offered a better deal. This is this is the best deal they have ever offered. Fifteen percent off plus two free pillows when you go to leesa.com slash bdc uh, or use promo code bdc like backdoor cover nice. when you check out. It's a great product. Brad and I both sleep on the luxury hybrid mattress by Lisa. Uh, it's got spring and foam technology. Their standard Lisa mattress has a it has a foam mattress. What's awesome about these things? They have free shipping. They arrive to your house in a box. You open the box, the whole thing just comes to life. And they have free returns and a one hundred night guaranteed. A uh, uh, hundred night. Uh, you guaranteed. can test it and return. You can it, yeah. sleep on this mattress for a hundred nights, and if you don't like it, you ship it back for free. It's amazing. That's a lot of nights. Sure is. You but got you nothing to return it. You're not going to. And and compared to every other way of gaining a mattress, Lisa is the the king, pun intended. So thanks to the Utah Utes, our Lisa mattress sleeper team of the year. Uh, check it out, leesa.com/bdc. It's an American company. Uh, go get it today. Start living better by sleeping better. All right, let's talk about the Friday night games. There's a few of these. Or I guess there's, uh, yeah, there are, there are a handful of these. I think there's three. We'll start with number 18, Michigan State, host Tulsa. Tulsa, a 23.5-point dog on the road, which uh, seems a little light to me. Michigan State is the most experienced team in the Big Ten and perhaps the best defense in the country. And they were they uh, were injured on, on offense last year. And uh, if they can get healthy on offense, this is another possible sleeper team. Michigan State starts the year at 18 and and uh, could be as good as anybody in the Big Ten. Uh, not really much to say about Tulsa, so let's move on. Sounds like that a strong defense is kind of what Phil, because you got a lot of this research out of Phil Stell stuff. Like a, a lot of his uh, his picks to be you know successful are based around defense. Well, prowess. I don't. It's not really that. This is just the the experience rankings are totally separate. Oh, I see. Uh, but they are the most experienced team coming in the Big Ten and perhaps the best defense in the country. So that. That should get you somewhere. Uh, Wisconsin, number 19 Wisconsin, another mid-teen uh, ranked Big Ten team, mm-hmm. is at South Florida, which is an interesting place to start the year. Yeah. Uh, South Florida is the more experienced of the two teams. It's the third year for Charlie Strong there. They returned nine offensive starters. They went 7-6 and six last year, uh, but UCF also started 7-0 and and lost six straight. Yeah, it doesn't tell the whole story, does it? That's they, not, they really want to lose. That's not really there. what you want. Uh, Charlie and uh, UCF went 10-2 and in his first year. Uh, UCF, of course, went 11-2 and the year before with Scott Frost. So this is a team that knows how to win. Yeah, Charlie's a defensive-minded uh, coach, if I remember correctly. That's correct. Uh, Wisconsin's churn and burn, running game strong. I think they've got one of the best uh, running back prospects for the NFL in their their squad this year. They do. Wisconsin has perhaps the uh, the best running back. Uh, all of their... This is they've a standard a stable, Wisconsin right? thing. They have a stable of just stud backs. I think a kid out of Westlake is going there this year, too. Really? A uh, running back. Huh. I did not know that. Who would have knew? I did not know that. Yeah, but, the, you know, it's the same thing as it always is with these dudes. They are... They're big and beefy up front. They've got tons of backs. Yeah, they've always got and they're giant, gonna run the football. They always got like giant corn fed white boys blocking for the ball. They always run the ball well. Ground and pound. Should be interesting. That's uh Jonathan Taylor is the lead back there, who's a junior, five eleven, two twenty, and a stud. So I, I would uh 
I would anticipate they are going to win this game. 11 points is a lot, though, especially on the road. And Wisconsin isn't a team that necessarily puts up huge numbers. But, you know, they're going to grind out. Wisconsin versus a small school, which South Florida is a big school by enrollment. Yeah. But a, a, bit, a small conference school uh, should be a bit of a mismatch, especially on the ground. So I would look for Wisconsin to dominate. I would think here. so, too. The only thing I'd say is is with a large spread like that and a team that's focused so much on running the ball, it just kind of cuts down how much actual play time there is because they're running the ball all the time and there's no stopping of the uh, the clock. So we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's only a pretty 11. I mean, it's 11. It's yeah. not huge. Two touchdowns isn't much. Exactly. Not in college football. Colorado State versus Colorado is the other game on Friday. This one is in Denver at Mile High. Colorado is a 13.5-point favorite. These teams weren't very good last year. Colorado went 3-9, but still kicked Colorado State's ass. CU has a new coach, Mel Tucker. It's his first head coaching job. Recently, he was at Georgia, Alabama, and the NFL. So he's certainly prepared for this. Yeah. I haven't heard a lot of buzz about either of these teams. They probably both stink. But that's uh, this is another game that has always traditionally been uh, had some crazy results. So something to look forward to. Uh, you know, you could do a lot worse than watching this on a late Friday night. Uh, you know, late Friday night. Certainly. It, it'll probably be on the bar where you're at. And, which is uh, nice, a little background entertainment. Yeah, and this could be it could be a 46-39 game, and and it could be fun. I'm seeing eight total games on the docket for Friday night too, so we're going to cover those three. But there's there's quite there's a bit some more other ones. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the Saturday games, let's talk about the Sunday and Monday games. There's one game on Sunday and one game on Monday, which to me seems like a huge mistake. Are you doing that because the bulk of the games are on Saturday? Yes, I got you. Okay, I'm with you now. This seems like a huge mistake to me. I, I don't understand why there aren't ten games on Sunday. Right. It's like, the only time of the year they're not going to have to compete with the NFL. That's it's the only Sunday you can do it. Let, let's have let's have a why stack or let's it? at least have three. Yeah. Let's let's have a noon game, a three, and a and a light a late game. Well, yeah. just like we're the NFL, find why the best matchups and do it in prime time. I'm just surprised ESPN doesn't do this. Like it, it's it's weird to me, but whatever. Maybe um, they signed a deal with the NFL. They wouldn't do something. Who knows? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Houston, uh, as you mentioned, is at Oklahoma. OU is a 23 point favorite at home. OU is. Uh, one of the least experienced teams in the Big 12. They have Jalen Hurts from Alabama as their new quarterback. They are still stocked with talent. So, you know, when when you talk about these Blue Buds being inexperienced, doesn't quite mean as much to me. Yeah. Uh, but they return Jalen Hurts, or get Jalen Hurts, I should say. Right. Um, they should be kicking the shit out of Houston. This is Dana Holgerson's first game. At U of H, he, of course, le- left West Virginia to take this job uh, in what seems like a bit of a head-scratcher, but I was gonna ask more you, money. I was going to ask you, why would you leave a program like Wisconsin? Or, in the uh, Big 12 to go to the AAC? Yes, in Houston, out of money. West Virginia, which is a good it's a good program. Money. Oh, you think it's about that cash? Oh, yeah, yeah. This, is, uh, this was one of these deals that was done 100% by the owner of the Rockets. Uh, oh. What's his name? Um uh, Tillman, not Tillman, Tillman Fertitta. Fertitta, yeah. Yeah, Tillman Fertitta uh, basically single-handedly fired Major Applewhite and then brought on, had a deal done with Holgerson like the next day mm. uh, where they're paying him like five, I think it's like $5 million. He, he was underpaid at West Virginia, uh, in his mind anyway. He's getting more money at U of H, and I think that he was side, he got a little sideways with his athletic director at West Virginia as well. So he was kind of looking for a way out, plus he got a big payday. So here he is, and now... Welcome to uh, welcome to the Cougars. Yeah, here comes OU. Houston certainly is like a breeding ground for recruits. Like it's one of the most fertile places to get uh, 
college high school or yeah, high school players to come. That's so, true. I um, mean, at least you can see them front firsthand and kind of like they could do some work on the uh, recruiting side and really be Tom good. Tom Herman, when he was at Houston, his right. whole pitch was we're going to turn Houston into the U of Texas, where it's like if we can just get the best players around the city of Houston, yeah. We can do what Miami did when they were in the '80s, and right. all they did was lock down the best players in Dade County, and and they could run things. And um, and it's that potent. Like, there's that much talent coming out of Houston. There's tons and tons and tons. Houston of good players. had a tough end of the last season. They got their ass kicked by Navy in the bowl game. Yeah, um, I believe it was Navy, one of the service academies. I think it was Navy, um, and they had lost a couple games towards the end of the year. Major Applewhite still went. I think he went eight and five the first year and seven and five the didn't second. There, like uh, didn't somebody in their program say if we go under nine or ten wins, we're firing him? It if was you Tillman. Like, You're probably not going to do that, and they fired him. It was Tillman. Tillman for T. Oh yeah, that's I right. I mean, that's the right. guy is is the shadow athletic, and, and it's not really the shadow. He donated a bunch of money to the basketball arena. It's named after him. Um, yeah, it's, he's involved. He's so the thing involved. I've got here noted with Houston last year, their biggest weakness was run defense. It had a like one of the worst in the country. So they've brought in a new defensive coordinator as well. And um, the, the thing, though, is OU, like you said, even though they're inexperienced, all of them are five-star type of quality athletes. And then beyond that, uh, Jalen Hurts, he runs the ball well as well as, throw, as, well as he throws it. Uh, I think they're in big trouble if they haven't fortified that defensive line, and it sounds like they have not yet. Well, and obviously, uh, Oklahoma's done a fantastic job the last two years winning Heisman trophies with their starting quarterbacks. Right. Um, and, and you would think Jalen Hurts would step in and be good. He's probably, he's not as good a thrower as the last two guys, but he, he's a, a star player. Maybe in the winner. right scheme. He will. He, there's, there's absolutely, he could shine. So Lincoln Riley's going to turn him into, if they have three in a row, Heisman's set the world on fire, boy. That seems like a bit of a stretch. I think I'm so not too. sure Jalen Hurts is dynamic enough to put up the big numbers that it would take. And I think voters would have fatigue, even if he was, an unbelievable player, and they played for the national championship, which they might. Although the, it's kind of like a nice story, he was he was run out of Alabama to uh, took his spot, and he transferred, and you know, kind of comeback story. It would be good for TV stuff. U of H has gone eight and five and seven and five the last two years, and eighteen and seventeen, sixteen they went nine and four, fifteen they went thirteen and one. Yeah, they've been good, and so this is a solid program. And, and when this game was booked, this was. You know, this was a lot more exciting. I don't think people would have thought it would be uh, a 23-point line, but here we are, and uh, we'll see how it goes. You, you know, OU's got a lot of studs, and, and it should this should be fun on Sunday, or it could be anyway. I think so. I mean, I wish there was another game happening at the same time, so if it's a blowout, I could turn over to that. But. I still think it's weird that Dana Holgerson went there. Like, Houston's been like a springboard for coaches in the past to go to big programs. It's been like Sumlin or Bryles. It was uh, the guy that's at Texas now. Like, all these guys have used Herman. Houston to, yeah. to advance themselves. And Holgerson says, ah, let's take the cash and go hang out here. So, it's interesting. It is an interesting one. Uh, the Monday night game. Monday night! But not really. Well, it is Monday night Technically, football. Technically, it is. Yeah, it's not... Are it's all not, your writer friends going to be there? Uh, no, and neither will uh, Booger or uh, Joe Tess. Oh. I don't believe, anyway. I don't think this one's on ESPN. Uh, it could be. I don't know. Notre Dame at Louisville. <laughs> number nine, Notre Dame. Uh, in the past, when we've when we've done this podcast the last three years, I've always like put the, the network and the time the games start. Yeah. And everybody always made fun of me and said, that's stupid. Everybody can find these games, so I'm just not going to do it this year. But now I'm wondering where what channel this game's on. Yeah, I would have liked that information. And I feel like a real fucking jerk. Well, I'm, I'm looking now, and it's going to take a minute. Well, I'm sure we can find it, but that's not what's important. 
What's, What's important? important is Notre Dame. It comes in ranked number nine. Louisville is the the most experienced team in the ACC, which I, I think these experience numbers matter a lot more week one. That's Certainly. why I keep going to them. Uh, Notre Dame is in the bottom half of the country in returning the experience, although they certainly have a, a large talent uh, influx and advantage, you would think. I'm actually quite high on Louisville this year. They turned the ball over a ton last year. They lost no players to the draft, and they have a recent history of success. Normally, uh, programs that win th- have you know win a lot in three or four years will bounce back. So I would look to Louis- for Louisville to have a uh, have a good year and make a run in their conference. Although I don't believe they're going to th- beat Notre Dame at home. I think they got a new head coach too. Notre Dame went uh, twelve and one, but last year, but they won four very close games. And then their schedule this year, it, generally the knock on Notre Dame is they haven't beaten anybody, their schedule's light, whatever it is. Right. Not this year because they face Georgia and Michigan on the road. So if Notre Dame goes 12-1 and again this year with those wins, they will be in the playoff, I would imagine. I would think so too. Uh, um, do you have the line here? Um, You're looking for Louisville? Let me check it here. God, there's so many games, it's going to be a great weekend. It, it's over. It's almost overwhelming. Jesus. Uh, Louisville is an 18-point dog at home against Notre Dame. Over/under is 54 and a half. Ooh, that's a lot of points. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know how I feel about that one. But you know, who knows? Uh, should be fun to watch, and that'll be the end of the the Monday night weekend, and then. By the time we get through that, it'll be all eyes on the National Football League. Are you excited? Uh, Scott Statter, Satterfield is their new head coach, by the way. Yeah, the, at Louisville? Yes. That's I what I was talking about. You mentioned that earlier. Uh, Satterfield uh, has never been a head coach before. Well, no, that's not true. He was uh, the head coach at Appalachian State for the last five years. Yeah. But, uh, his he was, first he was major... my, uh, my honorable mention hardest opening game. Uh, among oh, new right. coaches. Yeah, he's in big trouble. Although, I mean, who knows? Notre Dame could lay an egg here. 18 seems like a lot. Uh, we'll see, especially Louisville. You've got to think, new coach, Notre Dame coming in. It's going to be, uh, if you can't sell out a game at home for the season opener against Notre Dame uh, on a Monday night, you'd have to think that this is going to be a pretty raucous crowd there at Papa John Stadium, which I think it's still called. Which is hilarious to me. They'd sell that out even if they're the worst team in the conference. That I bet they're just like that's ecstatic exactly. to have when you have back. Notre Dame coming that first week. That's that's uh, that's something that'll no matter how good Notre Dame is, you're still selling that thing out. And I so mean, it it's probably the exciting. reason why you would sell it out. That people want to see the the high quality teams come to town. So, well, I'll tell you what's exciting, and I'll tell you what you need to be selling out. Go all in at mybookie.ag. Our boys. Oh hell yeah! Let me. That's what you can do there. You can just rake. MyBookie.ag. Use promo code BDC when you sign up. You can turn $100 into $200. You can turn $1,000 into $2,000 because they have a 100% deposit bonus. Uh, For every dollar you put in, they will give you an extra dollar to play with. Uh, MyBookie.ag. They've redone the website or at least tweaked it a little bit. The uh, interface is cleaner than ever before. They will get you paid out. We've been working with my bookie for how long, Brad? Four years? Three, three years? Four, yeah, that's about, that sounds about right. These guys, I, I can't suggest, I can't more highly recommend a place to wager online than at mybookie.ag. You will get paid. You play, you win, you get paid at mybookie.ag. 
Plus, that 100% deposit bonus doesn't last for long. So get in there now. Put a few hundred bucks in there. Have some money to gamble. Have some fun this season. Football season is here. NFL is is flying towards us. And it's just really exciting stuff. Really exciting stuff. This morning when we got to the studio, I saw we had received a shipment. It was from my bookie. We got swag for days. We got hats. We got shirts. It's football season. I'm so happy my bookie's back. It's, it's going to be great. We'll do this. If you join our Patreon, patreon.com slash backdoor, and you place a wager at my bookie, if you, uh, if you use promo code BDC, mm-hmm. when you sign up at mybookie.ag, we will send you some my bookie swag. Yeah. Send us a screenshot. Send us a screenshot of, of your deposit. And uh, we will get you some swag. If you want those sleeves cut off, I'll cut it off before I send them there to you. There you go. That's how I wear my MyBookie shirts. So you got nothing to lose here. MyBookie.ag, uh, promo code BDC. Of course, there are uh, industry standard uh, rules apply to that deposit uh, or to your, your bonus. You got to play a certain amount before you. It's called a rollover. It's, yeah, it's a rollover. Even in like, even when you go to Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. So, but anyway, it, it's more money to play with. Uh, so. 100% deposit bonus, and that will not last long. So get in now. Now is the time to do it. Football season is here. There's a 1,000 games to bet this weekend. Let's fucking go. MyBookie.ag, promo code BDC, get paid. If you if you place a couple bets a week from now till the end of the football season, you'll well hit your rollover, and you'll probably be rich as hell. So let's go. I hope that's true. MyBookie.ag, promo code BDC, and send us those screenshots at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. Uh, let's go to Saturday. There are a million games on Saturday, although there's only one game between ranked rank teams all weekend, and it is Saturday. Okay. Uh, we'll get to that one in a second. But uh, just to go through the top five, Clemson, of course, plays Thursday. Bama hosts Duke on Saturday, number two, Alabama, uh, which that is an outrageous line as it should be. <laughs> um, Georgia, number three, is at Vandy in a week one uh SEC game, which is always sort of interesting, but not really. I, I think Vandy's probably the worst team in the SEC. Uh, Bama, by the way, a 33.5-point favorite hosting against Duke. That's going to be fun. Which seems light to me. I hope say. Bama just spanks him, boy. You know, it's hard to bet on Bama because it's just, for the same reason, it's hard to take Tua to win the Heisman because they're, they're just going to stomp these fuckers out. It's and not hard he's not going to uh, play the second half. There's no way Tua is playing in the second half of this game. It's that's, not hard to watch Duke like get to whipped either. I enjoy watching Duke always lose. It's a good time. Uh, Georgia, a 21-and-a-half-point favorite at Vandy. That half point is a little scary. I might buy one back. You think so, huh? But that one could also be a 40-point blowout. Who knows? Uh, at Vandy. That's a tough opener in, in conference. Number four, Oklahoma plays at Houston on Sunday, as we mentioned. And number five, Ohio State hosts Florida Atlantic. Not South Florida, not Central Florida, not Florida International, where Lane Kiffin is, but FAU, Ooh. Florida Atlantic. I know nothing about Florida Atlantic. What do you know about the University of Florida Atlantic or Florida Atlantic University? I always mix them up with Central Florida. you know Florida? what conference they're in? No. They're in Conference USA. Okay. So they play like Cincinnati's and all those guys. Houston. Isn't that Conference USA? No, Houston's in the AA. Uh, I got to do some brushing up here. There's so many teams to keep up with in college football. But yeah, Florida Atlantic uh, is, they, do you know their mascot? A crane. They're owls. Okay, I knew it was a bird. They're red, white, and blue. It's their colors, if, if any of this is now coming to you. No. Uh, they are picked by Phil Still, the god, to win Conference USA, at no, least to me. win the East. I okay. don't know who he has coming out of the uh, out of the uh, the championship game, but 
this they have a they have a, a pretty good quarterback, uh, Deontay Francois, who I believe is the guy from uh, from Florida State. Unless I'm crazy, which, that sounds right, Francois. Did he, or wasn't that Ricky Jean Francois? College football is tough, man. God damn, we got some. No, he has do. a Florida State transfer, DeAndre right. Francois. Uh, he makes the unit more experienced and more talented. So regardless, uh, they should be improved there. That's a that's a big time guy. I believe he was a big five star uh, recruit coming in. And I it's mean, the in, first in a, time they've ever played at Ohio State. Last year, FAU was blown out in the opener, sixty three fourteen. They went five and seven last year. Okay, and I I am wrong. Lane Kiffin is the coach of FAU. Ah, that's why it's familiar. FIU was where uh, Isaiah Thomas was the coach, and they said his name was Isaiah Thompson yes. at the at the press conference. Not a good look. They're going to get their ass yeah, whipped this is again Lane's, this opener. This is Lane Kiffin's team, his third year there. Uh, they went five and seven last year, but went eleven and three in his first year. And Francois new to the team this year, right? He didn't play any last year for them. No. And that came off of three, three and eight seasons. Uh, the the previous three years before Lane got there, they went from three and nine to eleven and three, and then uh, fell back to five and seven last year. You'd think a big time recruit like that guy would would tear up a conference that's kind of on the lower end of of the uh, five star spectrum. So should be interesting to see somebody like that play in there. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I don't like their chances. That you can count on them getting their ass whipped in the on opener. Saturday at Ohio State. That place is hard to play, man. Have you ever been to uh, Columbus? No, it's I hope never to go. So rowdy, except it for a so rowdy. Game. I it's would like really to go fun. to a game there. Yeah, they're scum. They're really scum. They're a good time though. I'm not gonna lie. It's a really fun place. Uh, shouts to the FAU. Uh, the only matchup between ranked teams. The last game we'll talk about in depth here. Number eleven for uh, Oregon. Faces number 16, Auburn, at Jerry World in, in Arlington, Texas. So this is the the matchup of ranked teams that you were alluding to. This is to the only one. These are two very evenly ranked um, matched teams okay. on paper. Oregon uh, has, uh, in year two for Mario Cristobal, their head coach, who has increased the talent level in a significant way. They had their best recruiting class ever wow. come in this year. That's crazy. It's the, the only time they've ever had a top 10 recruiting class in Oregon history. And this is a team that was not that long ago competing for national championships Every and year. doing everything else. But yeah. that was a lot of scheme and, and stuff under uh, Chip Kelly. Like, I remember they always had yeah, kind of Yeah, but they lower, were still, like, exciting. They you would think that would be a exciting. great place to go. Like, they had they have a rowdy stadium. They have all that Nike money. They got yeah. all the swag. But I remember You would all think their, that would be a place you could get recruits. They're big-time players. I always remember them being kind of like three- and four-star guys that just over, outperformed their rank. So that's true. It makes sense why they've got like a uh, this is the highest recruited ranked recruiting class. It's awesome, though. They also returned quarterback Justin Herbert, uh, who could have been a lot of people thought he might have been the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft this year. Really? Uh, but he's coming back for his senior year. He's likely to be at least a top five quarterback in uh, next spring's NFL draft. This Man. guy's a big time talent. Anytime Morgan's got somebody who's, who's calling the plays, who's throwing the ball, that's good. Like they're just so dangerous. Uh yeah, prolific offense. Yeah, Phil still actually had uh, Justin Herbert as his number one rated quarterback in last year's draft. Damn. So think it, you know, keep an eye out for that guy. And and he has him again in as his number one quarterback coming out this year. Well, actually, he has him behind Tua. So, yeah, but ahead of Jake Fromm and Sam Ellinger and Shea Patterson, the rest of the. Uh, the studs. It's so, interesting how guys who are a little bit shorter playing quarterback, but they can run and have like dual threats, have kind of raised up the the power rankings or whatever you want to call it rankings for NFL prospects. 
Because like a couple of years ago, it was all about height and arm strength. And now it's kind of like people like the guy at OU last year. He can kind of like run, throw the ball. It's, it's just kind yeah. of Yeah, it is curious. funny. I mean, Drew Brees is the all-time leading passer in NFL history and is shorter than I am. Right. It's just about accuracy, height. yeah. And, it you know, I think that's been disproven that that you have to have a six foot six guy i did see uh, brock osweiler got picked up this week after for some team that's gotten hurt god help whichever team that is that that guy never sees the field it, it would be hard to stay healthy if you were six foot seven and just getting he's like lit six up. nine he's, yeah, he's a big boy and he's trash and he's trash uh he got he's see. rich too but yeah oregon has a strong rush defense which they will need it because auburn can run the football uh, Oregon is also, and this is a this is a big thing. They are perhaps the single most experienced team in the entire country. I love when you lead in uh, emphatic statements with perhaps. It's one of my favorite things that you do. Well, I mean, it's not my system. This is Phil Still's system, and but according to Phil Still, did he say perhaps or did you? He said they are the number one most experienced team in the country. Exactly, and, and they I return like a stud quarterback. Or. So if you think about Week One, if you just if that's what you're betting on. Uh-huh. Then Oregon seems like a slam dunk. Auburn, I, I should mention here, is a three and a half point favorite. So there's some value on on uh, Oregon. Auburn, uh, if you want to talk experience, they start a true freshman, five star Bo Nix. His dad played at Auburn. Uh, That's a tight name. No quarterback has started their first game at Auburn since 1946, Holy and crap. they didn't allow pr- freshmen to play back then. So obviously, this guy is the first true freshman quarterback ever. He was Alabama's Mr. Football. This guy's a stud. Five-star, and his dad played at, at Auburn. His dad was also a uh, college coach for like 16 years. So you have to think that as far as true freshmen go, this guy's probably more equipped as to play. As prepared as you're going to be. Yeah, with to a, be as prepared as you could be. But he's still a true freshman. Uh, you also wonder, these games at Jerry World, Auburn's or Oregon's not going to have 50,000 fans there. You don't think so? I, a lot of the, I feel like there's going to be a lot of empty seats at this hmm. one. I may be wrong. I bet Nike just fills seats with people that they're partnered with out of uh, Dallas. I've been to these games. They're fun. I, I've been to a couple of them at Jerry World. I saw TCU play. I've never been still. You've never been there? Never been to Jerry World. The first time I went, actually, I saw them play, uh, TCU play Was it somebody. LSU, maybe? LSU seems to always be playing. Yeah, it there. was. It was No, uh, yeah, it was TCU-LSU. Yeah, That's they exactly always play in the opener. Yeah, they're always playing there. Uh, and it's fun. Jerry World, if you haven't been, you got to go. We got to find a chance to get up there okay. for something. Okay. Uh, it's really amazing. Even though the stadium's now like 12 years old, which is crazy. That can't be true. Yeah. It is? Yeah. God, it feels brand new. I remember when the Jumbotron was all the talk. It's still the else. only stadium that has that big-ass Jumbotron like that. Yeah. I, I haven't been to the, the new stadium in Atlanta, which has the big circular Jumbotron, which I hear is pretty cool. But I bet. I don't know. They play a lot of soccer there, so I don't really give a shit. <laughs> uh, Auburn returns five senior starters on the offensive line Ooh. and a ton of stud running backs. Man, that's so important in these games, especially like when you have little experience or like you're playing. These are college kids. They're not pros yet. They Half of them just came out of high school. To have like an offensive line that can set the tone and keep things consistent and like the ball moving, I think well, that's Especially if you're a true freshman quarterback. Important. Especially early if in the year. If you return five senior starters, that's got to be nice. Plus, you got studs to toss the ball to yeah. and, and hand off with. So you've got to think the, the game plan will be pretty conservative here. So what do you think? Have you Auburn you, is also middle of the pack in the experience level, just FYI. Here's the gambling trend. Okay. This is this is uh this may sway you. Because I can see either end of this. Since the 2010 season, the SEC and Pac twelve have played fourteen games against each other. I bet the SEC's won a lot of them. The SEC is fourteen and ten against the spread in those games, including six and zero oh against the spread in neutral site games. Mm-hmm. 
I'm so not surprised. All signs seem to point to the SEC here. Who do you like, Brad? I think I like Auburn. Oh, you know what, man? I I got to go with the experienced quarterback. I think he's the most important player on the field. They're going to be able to put up points against Auburn, I think. I like the points here. Uh, so I like Auburn, Auburn with the points. Three and a half. No, no, I'm, I like Oregon. I like the points. I like uh, Oregon yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm with you. Oregon is a plus 145 money line pick, by the way. So it's not a ton of value. I was kind of hoping it would be a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think I like Oregon, that, too. That half point is really big, too. If that goes down to three or down to two and a half before kickoff, I may be on Auburn. But uh, three and a half, that half point seems seems valuable here. So the two most important factors, one, especially early in the season, is what type of quarterback you have, what kind of experience he has. It turns out Oregon has an experienced top end, maybe the number one Their pick in the draft. The other thing is the offensive line, which is what Auburn has. So like that kind of at least balances the, the, the powers here. But I think I like uh, the dynamic player in the quarterback. I'm, I'm on the Ducks here, too. Yeah. So maybe that's our, our Lisa Mattress sleeper pick. That's not a sleeper. It's, it's too close of a line. That's true. Over-under is 55 and a half. I like here, Utah. I like th- isn't that what was our... Yeah, Utah is our season-long sleeper. Okay. I don't know. So we're picking a weekly sleeper as well. Oh, we could. Sure. We can do anything we want. I like, this how, is our we, podcast. I like how this is working. No okay. rules. Good. So, so you that, want, that's you what we got. Uh, if you want more from us... Check us out on patreon.com slash backdoor. We'll be uh, releasing a Sunday morning episode every week during the football season to break down what happened on Saturday and then look ahead to the Sunday game. So uh, that's that's uh, going to be it. Plus, we'll, we'll be back. If you're just a regular listener, we'll be back Mondays and Thursdays probably. Something like that. We'll be continuing to bring football previews and recaps each week. I'm looking forward to getting a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more like into the season. Uh, yeah, content's going to get better and better as we get used to these Plus, these new teams. patrons get access to power plant picks and picks from Camp Miss Mitch, the one only. That boy knows some, some thing about gambling. I'm just excited for college football. I, I'm excited. I, today, I if you haven't done this already, you should. Uh, take out your phone, your tablet, everything that you have to watch games on, and make sure you've updated all the apps, ESPN, Fox yeah. Sports. You don't want to be able to have to miss a, a streaming game you know, if you've got your laptop, all your passwords are expired. Yeah, that's right. Make yeah. sure all your passwords are good. Make sure you can log in. Make sure your Roku is updated. Whatever you stream with, your Chromecast, whatever it is, get your shit charged. Today is the day to. If you're listening to this right now, turn off the podcast and do that right now. You will thank us. I like it. Guess what, Brad? What's that? We're only seven days until the NFL kickoff. Oh, it's countdown time. I'm going to let you go till you're done. Hey, give me a little red zone. I don't know the red zone song, but it is. It's just like drums. It's the greatest. Okay. All right. Let's talk about things instead of singing music. Well, here's what we're going to do. Okay. Seven days till kickoff. Uh, Andrew Luck, of course, retired. It's been almost a week now, or it has been a week. Uh, tonight is are all of the last preseason games. So I just think it doesn't. I'm going to go back to this one more time. It doesn't make sense to me that you would that there's tw- there's 15 Thursday night games. Yes, in college football. In college football, on a night where there's 15 or or there's 16 Thursday night NFL, NFL games. preseason games. Why won't you play 16 games on Sunday it's, or 16 games on Monday? It's it gotta just be doesn't broadcast make contracts. sense. It's got to be. But it, that doesn't... It, it. Why would a broadcaster do that? 
Why won't a broadcaster? Well, because the NFL doesn't want people sitting on their turf, and they've got the so, leverage. No, what I'm saying is their turf is Thursday night preseason now. Mm. Unless the NFL just like doesn't want people to watch those games because they're the fourth games and they're so shitty. But the NFL the preseason games, the, games get better ratings. I believe the fourth preseason game is when the starters get the most snaps, like four instead no, of that's, two. That's the third. That's the third game. Oh, is that this right? Is, this almost is the no one. starters are playing. This is the game. duck of all ducks here. Yeah, this is legit the worst. Yeah. Yeah, the preseason's such a fucking sham. Agreed. No legit players playing the first game. No legit players playing the fourth game. And some and so it's like, why why are we playing four of these things? I don't want to get into that. That's okay. a bad, bad take. Let's stay positive. It's 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 college football week one. Let's go. All right, let's talk about Andrew Luck, though. I posted this on our backdoor cover Instagram. Uh, at Backdoor Cover Podcast. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, this hasn't gone viral, and I'm disappointed by it, so I'm going to play these takes. Dale Hansen is a sports uh, commentator, reporter, whatever, in Dallas at w- WFAA. He's been there 100 years. He typically goes viral once a year. He's uh, sort of a fat white guy with gray hair, and yet he is a known bleeding heart liberal, and uh, he always just sort of gives just they're they're not really controversial takes okay he one time uh gave jerry jones a bunch of shit for signing a bunch of uh thugs and and you know criminals and he said you know if jerry jerry the cowboys need a wide receiver why don't or i think it was after they signed uh greg hardy okay but he was like you know jerry could go out and get i know a guy who's six foot six uh, why doesn't jerry sign osama bin laden he's six foot six and nobody can catch him Oh shit! It was a great take. It was a good line. Yeah. So anyway, here is his take on Andrew Luck, and I play this, and I apologize. Well, I don't apologize to the people of Indiana because you're about to get roasted. And fans at the Colts game Saturday night actually booed him as he walked off the field. How stupid do you have to be? Uh-oh. How bad does your life have to be that you think booing Andrew Luck or even criticizing him, as some guy on Fox did, is somehow the right response? Some people are just too stupid to breathe the same air that we breathe. And a lot of them live in Indiana. But a lot of them go to football games everywhere, too. Football fans who will cheer the player who beats up a woman, drives drunk and kills people, cheer the player who uses illegal drugs, and will cheer the player who cheats to win. Boo a 29-year-old man who has been in constant pain for four years because he chooses his life over money. I might be as stupid as so many of you tell me I am, but I have never been that stupid. Just roasting. And then, of course, there were two takes. Well, there was one take from Tony Kornheiser, the God. Wait, before we move on, did he not sound like he was doing like a 60 Minutes piece there for a minute? Yeah, that's what he's got a very smooth. That's kind of his deal? He's a legend. Yeah. Like, there's stories about him just drinking at a bar called The Loon right across the street from the TV station. Okay. And just getting hammered and with people. All night long, and then, or you know, like all afternoon, whatever, and then at like ten fifteen, being like, "Hey, I'm gonna be right back," and be like, "Make sure you have the ch- TV on channel eight." Walking to the TV station, wow, doing his three minute sports, and then walking right back in the bar, and people being like, didn't know who he was, like he just drank with strangers. They just like, wait, what? What just happened? He's like, "Hey, watch this TV, yeah, bartender, put He's it like, on hey, channel make sure it's on channel eight. Yeah, and there's there's like a million stories. Of he him. rolls back in, and they're like, "Was that pre recorded?" He's like, "No, nah, man, no, I just I just killed that live. I just rolled in there." Can I get another crown? Yeah, uh, Dale's a legend. And apparently, I had friends that worked at WFAA. He uh, he has like a giant corner office that's all glass. It's bigger than the news directors. I think he makes <laughs> tons of money, too. Um, Not for long, baby. No, he, he's still there. Anyway, so here's uh, Uncle Tony Kornheiser okay. with his take 
and some more crushing blows. The behavior of the fans in Indianapolis. <laughs> this is why, and I want to be very careful of the words I choose. This is why Indianapolis is a second-rate hick town. And has always hmm. been that. Well, it's good you were careful. Yeah. <laughs> has always been that since Bob Ursay, a thief, stole a team from Baltimore in the middle of the night, I believe in 1984, but somewhere around then, and ran out of gas in Indianapolis and said, this is where we're going to settle. We will build our church here. This is where we're going to be. Indianapolis, That this is, this is the behavior of, let me put it that way, using the ride home convention. Yeah. This is the behavior of of a second-rate hick town in America. Well this guy gave his blood, sweat, and tears for you, and you booed him? You booed him on the way out? Well, I didn't give all his blood, sweat, and tears. Almost. Yeah. The behavior of the... Uh, a second-rate hick town. And how about... Let me finish this take while we're okay. at it. Oh, you have a basketball team. I understand you consider you think you invented basketball. I understand that part. High school basketball, maybe you did. But for 50 to 80 years, Indianapolis was known for one thing. It was known as a pit stop in the Indianapolis 500, emphasizing the word pit. I'm not a fan of Indianapolis. I'm really huh. not. I'm really not. Huh. not no, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of their sports. I mean, because you watch something like that. I wasn't a fan of the way the Colts went there. And you watch something like this, and you just you just say to yourself, what, you know, what is They have that beautiful Nordstrom's downtown. All Nordstrom's are beautiful. They had, for That's years, true. they had one steakhouse. They had St. Elmo's. One steakhouse. Now they got a nice hotel, the Conrad. It's a very nice hotel. I've spent nice times in Indianapolis. That's I- inexcusable behavior. I know you have a basketball. So there you are. Man, people are going at the Indy fans. India's second-rate hick town that has one steakhouse. I think that's typical <laughs> that behavior so of every fan base in all of America. Any fucking state no you way. walk These into. These people are scum and they deserve the wrath. Unless they're his family, then they're allowed to boo him. Micah. I challenge you, if you go to any stadium in the country and you spend one hour, you will hear something more offensive than people booing coming out of somebody's mouth. That's not the point. Yes, it of is. Of course you'll hear m- one more offensive thing. You can't boo a guy that's been your best player for your franchise for the last seven years. It's just because he decided to retire. That's it's uh, fans it's, it's being inappropriate fans. behavior. I mean, I'm not condoning it, but I don't think it's as, as dire and I mean, bad they as can people do it, are making it out to be. But they can also deserve the chance to get fucking railed on by two old white dudes. Yeah, they old, just got it. Old white and a young dudes. fucking ripped white dude. Me. <laughs> yeah. How's that taste, Indianapolis? Come at me. I've noticed we have no patrons from the state of Indiana yet, so I'd like to have some, but I don't really care. I, I would like to eat at that steakhouse, though. Have you ever heard of St. Elmo's? I have. It's supposed to be really good, right? Yeah, they they have. Uh, it's the the uh, the shrimp cocktail is what they're most famous for. Huh. That's it's interesting to be known for shrimp cocktails if you're a steakhouse in Indiana, no less. I know that shrimp is not fresh. Well, maybe. Maybe it is, but it's it's uh, supposedly the horseradish. Ah. They just grate just like a fucking ton of horseradish raw, like I'm right in there. I'm about that. I'm yeah. all about oh, that. Oh, I love a fucking hot horseradish uh, cocktail. I'm all in on that. Hot cocks. Okay, well, on that note, let's get out of here. Is that it now? I think that's it. I think that's all. And uh, just a, a final reminder to, to support our sponsors and check us out on Patreon. Lisa.com slash... Uh, it's backdoor or BDC? BDC. Lisa.com slash BDC. And of course, mybookie.ag. Use promo code BDC. Save. Uh, don't save. You, they'll double your deposit bonus. They'll match it. It's awesome. Free money. And of course, patreon.com slash backdoor. If you haven't checked it out yet, uh, I'm not asking you to do anything except check it out. You don't have to, to do anything else. Micah just wants a little web traffic. I just really appreciate it. I think you'll enjoy it. I think there's some offerings there that you'll like. I won't mention it again. Some entertaining content. Well we are, written. We are back tomorrow morning with Titan High. We're talking baseball. We're going to talk hard knocks there. 
Um, we might talk a little bit of if something crazy happens in college football tonight, we might get a little bit of that. We'll get Mitch's can't miss morning. picks. And you'll get Mitch's can't miss picks. Which for I assume this will include quite a bit of college football this week. We can only assume. You can't really put your finger on Mitch. And we've got hotline calls. Again, that hotline, 800-392-6344. Call that hotline if you have uh, football, baseball questions, whatever. Or if you have a question for a doctor. We've gotten a couple good questions for Doctor Talk. 800-392-6344. Uh, questions for doctors, relationship questions, whatever you want. Call in and burn down a Pete the Irish guy for his love of the Yankees. That's good, too. As always, follow us on Instagram, Backdoor Cover Podcast. Me, at Michael Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. I even blasted out some Snapchat content this weekend, at wow. Micah TX, if you want some I'm of that. I'm going to have to go log in Snapchat if I can remember what my password is. That's not a bad idea. Brad, you got anything else? That's it, and that's all. All right, fam. We will be back tomorrow morning, so check that out. And uh, let's watch some football, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, one other thing. If you're at college football games this weekend and you see some signs... Uh, if you're a college game, yeah, get us your tailgates. Uh, send us your best, uh, your best uh, tailgate stuff. Let's get some tailgate content fucking flowing. If you're drinking White Claws, I, I want to see it. Let's get lit. DM us at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. We'll post the best ones. All right, that's it. That's all. Mm, bye bye. Thanks for listening.